Hey guys, Mike here with Mountain and Marsh. On this episode, Nate Crick calls in. Nate is a land agent for Midwest Land Group. Um, he talks about all the ins and outs of working as a land agent in one of the most highly sought after areas in the U.S. when it comes to killing big bucks and hunting big flocks of turkeys. Um, also, Nate just happens to be one of the identical twin brothers who run identical draw outdoors. Um, they kill giant bucks in Kansas and Nebraska. Go check them out over there as well. Really cool podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, guys? Hey, I recently had Sean with Swamp Stick on the podcast, and we talked about a super cool product. The Swamp Stick is a very versatile piece of equipment for your waterfowl set. Uh, this thing can be taken every single day and used in 10 different ways. Um, put your motion de decoys on it at different heights. Um, it's extendable. Put your gear on it. Hang your gun on it. You can get a plethora of attachments for this thing. If you guys would like, you can get 10% off exclusively here on Mountain and Marsh. All caps, M-A-M-P-10. That'll get you 10% off at checkout. Swamp-stick.com. That's M-A-M-P-10. That's all capitals. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know the deal. All right. Hi, everybody. Mike here. I'm here with Nate Crick. Nate, can you please explain to everybody who you are and where you're from and what you do? Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Nate Crick. I am uh, currently living in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, really raised here basically my whole life. Um, and I'm a land agent for Midwest Land Group. Yeah. And um, all right. So we'll, we'll start out by speaking a little bit about how you got your start in the outdoors. Um, I always like to ask everybody how they got their start uh, because everybody's so, so different. So, Hey man, how'd you get your start out there? Yeah. So I did not get into a family that owned any property whatsoever. Um, I, I was born into a family that had, uh, my dad was a hunter and his dad was a hunter and so basically that was my outdoor book. I just went on early trips, pheasant hunting. Um, and then I was just hooked right out of the gate. So, um, I went from 
basically, I was the person in my family that took hunting to the next level. When I was growing up, it was a single trip pheasant hunting in Northeast Nebraska one time a year. And I freaking loved it. And I was like, why are we only going hunting one time a year? <laughs> basically, um, I brought my brother along. He got hooked. We got into turkey, deer. I mean, archery big time. Like, we were archery deer hunters at heart. And then uh, we formed, my brother and I formed an outdoor media company called Identical Draw. So we got in the outdoor industry that way. So basically the outdoors have been super good to me. Um, just starting out with being an avid hunter and then making a business with my brother. And then from there, um, just continue to like love land, love property, love hunting, um, getting different permission properties, working with landowners, things like that. And uh, through identical draw, we, I mean, we're self-employed. So I love that schedule. I love being my own boss. And in the fall, we were, I mean, we hunt like 50, 60 days from September 1st to December 31st. And that's for, I mean, creating content for companies to work with sponsors, things like that. Um, and I kind of was like, man, I've really been interested in the land sales for a while. And then my family, my parents, uh, my brother and I, purchased a property in northeast kansas 80 acres and man that like seriously changed my life um that is not an understatement like if that property was incredible we, we manage it a ton and hunt big white tails on it and uh it, it's black but through that process in 2019 we actually bought the property through uh midwest land group who, who is my group and uh seeing that process like really I mean, lit a spark in me. And uh, so since then, I've kind of like had it in the back of my mind. And I'm like, man, it's a good time. Like, start something up. And I've been licensed in uh, Nebraska since the summer. Um, so and I'm getting my, my Kansas license as well. So it's been awesome. Well, I want to um, ask you then, when you decide to transition into – Midwest Land Group, um, how was the transition? I mean, going from somebody who was just an avid outdoorsman and, you know, was pushing your way into the outdoor industry and then taking a step back and kind of turning, even though it's in the outdoor industry, completely different from what you were doing and, you know, stepping into a Midwest Land Group. Yeah, so it was interesting. Like, it, it was really natural in a lot of ways. Um. Just because I am an outdoor enthusiast and Midwest Land Group really focuses on finding outdoor enthusiasts. They want hunters working for them. They want people that know White Hills, know the land, know management, all that kind of stuff. So I, I felt like pretty well equipped for the job just because I feel confident that I could walk on any property in the, the area I work, Nebraska, Kansas, even Iowa, Missouri. Um, really know confidently like pricing, but also just makeup of the land. Like I'm a hunter. I look at properties of how could I kill a deer on this property? What management thing could I do? So, I mean, it was, it was an interesting transition. Like the land side came super natural. Um, but the communication side, all that stuff, like I've, I'm a, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. 
I've been like, I've been talking to strangers for a long time. But like, I mean, just talking to landowners, you're just meeting for the first time. Um, really just getting out of my comfort zone and just connecting with people all across the Midwest has been, that's been a really good learning, learning experience for me. So it's been, um, I would say half of this transition was super easy, super natural. And the other half is taking me out of my comfort, comfort zone, but it's for the better for sure. So, um, with the ad- ident- identical draw, you said it was it's called. Yep. Okay, so yep. is it is this still something going on? I've, I'm so sorry, oh, yeah. I, I did not know this. No, yeah. So no, identical draw is still very alive and well. Um, we yeah, we're gonna have our. I mean, the biggest year we like we've ever had in 2023. Um, so yeah, we focus on media and content production. We've got a bunch of different sponsors like to work with. Steel, we work with First Light, uh, Vortex Optics, Onyx, like a bunch of awesome companies. And um, we've had to shift some things around because I've obviously been putting my time in the Midwest Land Group. So my brother Pounce has been doing a lot. But the thing that's awesome about Midwest Land Group is I'm really self-employed. I'm, uh, I'm an independent contractor. I don't, like, there's no hourly, like, job. I'm working, I'll tell you right now, I'm working way more than 40 hours a week for Midwest Land Group. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, if I need to hustle and put a, like put an hour into identical draw stuff or go to our content shoot and, and help get like content for a sponsor or something like that, I mean, that's that's always doable. And that's why I, I went towards Midwest Land Group because I've never like I, I can't do an office job. I need to be my own boss. Like I, I that's just how I function. So um, this this career, even though I'm gonna be working my butt off for a really long time. Um, it's just something that still I can run myself and be confident knowing that I'm going to be, uh, be in charge at the end of the day. So, well, so at what point did throughout this, uh, process, at what point was it like, all right, this is real. Like I'm finally a land agent, like after all the training or whatever you had to do, like, what was the point where it was like, ha, and like you were, you were in the, the, the seat and you were, you were rolling. Um, I think I'm, I really think I've gotten there in the last two months. Like I'm really, the connections are happening. Um, I, I'm, I'm talking to buyers, I'm talking to sellers on a daily basis, you know, really just rock and rolling on that front. And that's really where I'm like, I'm, I'm, that's my bread and butter. And I, I feel really confident that that's like what, what, where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's like, it was a huge journey. It was a huge learning curve. Like, there's a lot of risk to it, obviously. Like, like it's all commission-based. So I've got to put in the time to be able to make my own, make my own salary. Like, I have to make my own money. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. So it's, uh, that, was, that was not that scary for me just because of being an entrepreneur, or, like being an entrepreneur before with identical draw. But, like, it's, it's gotten real in the last few months. Like, working with buyers and sellers, um, it's, yeah, I, I love that huge thing. That's probably, I mean, besides like really being on the land, like working outdoors all the time. I mean, I work in my truck, I work walking properties, driving properties in the UTV. Um, I mean, that that feels real, but also just like communicating and creating long term relationships um, with people. I mean, these buyers and sellers, like that I'm working with, it's like creating that long term relationship with them is like my goal. And also, it just comes natural. Like, I, I mean, become great friends with with the people that I work with for sure. That's really cool, and I that it definitely feels like it. It's probably 
a community of it doesn't matter what agents are, are around you um, in Midwest land group. It feels like if everybody there is of the same mindset, it's like a community almost in itself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, all the agents in Midwest land group, I mean, they're awesome. I just appreciate everybody. Like there's no like, the, okay. The real estate industry can get selfish for sure. And it can get cut through. We were talking before the podcast was live. Like it's, Places and certain brokerages are, are tough. But Midwest Land Group, man, they just, they welcome you out with open arms and they take care of their people. We've got incredible training. Um, that office, that broker offers, office, uh, the Midwest Land Group one is in KC. It's like, man, everybody there is just top notch. They work hard for you and they take care of you and they want you to succeed and they give you the tools to be able to do that. It's simply if you are able to put in the time and effort and all the tools. Yeah, that's really cool. There aren't many people who uh, who go through life and you know when you when a lot of people look at hunting, they think, oh, it's my hobby or it's one of my hobbies. But for some people, like you, I know that it's like this for you as it is for me because I have a podcast and brand and social media that I take care of and YouTube videos I create and DIYs and all this stuff that I do based around hunting. So I know that you're just as obsessed with hunting as I am. You know what I mean? Like there's some people who, who have that a little bit more. And, uh, you know, those are the types of people who just like you have done, take a step toward making it a career. Whereas I'm a construction foreman by trade and I have a great job, but it was a job, you know, it's a, it's a career path I took to make money because that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I was like, I'm going to follow my dreams. You know, when, when you're doing this, it's like, it's like following a dream and that's, that's big time, man. Yeah. It's been, uh, to be honest, the whole dream following thing, it's not always financially wise. Like (laughs) I talk to a lot of people who want to start up businesses, who want to create companies, who want to, make it in the outdoor industry. And I simply say like, like buckle up because it's just like, it's hard. And like, thank God for my wife because like we've managed with, I mean, just grinding through these past years. But at the end of the day, I guarantee that I'm happier than 75% of people who have a nine to five job. Like that, like, that's that's where it comes to at the end of the day and that's what i'm i mean that's what i'm living for and so like it might be like more financially stressful and like i might have to work way harder um but like at the end of the day i'm just going to put in that time i'm going to live that lifestyle and that's also where midwest comes through like i'm doing what i love but i can also like be very financially stable so it's like it's it's the best of both worlds like I, i live i i mean there are people like at midwest too i mean dude they're wearing they're wearing a flannel and blue jeans, walking land all the time, and they're making as much as the dog, you know. So it's just like that that that's incredible. And like, if you love the outdoors, I mean, what's better? Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the obviously the dream is if you are that obsessed, you want to make it. And you know, we you've probably had it the same as I have, where I, I, the the fact of the matter is, my podcast, though I don't make a bunch of money off of it, my podcast. 
I still do it because I just love meeting people and learning new things about the outdoors and meeting people in the outdoor industry. But also, you know, it just, it just gets to, it gets me in a position to do my own thing in the outdoor industry. And, um, I'm okay with not making the money because I just enjoy the outdoors that much. And, you know, whereas just as you said, there's a lot of people who I'm not a big, uh, I'm a type of person that I will think at least three to four times a week, I'm not doing enough. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who will be like, Oh God, I work 40 hours this week and I'm going to get home and I'm going to play video games and not pay attention to my kids. Like there's a lot of people like that. And then, you know what I mean? So not being someone like that, I enjoy, I enjoy just being able to do something in the outdoor industry and uh, I just have a podcast, man. So like you get to, you, how cool is it that you get to walk onto someone's property and they're like, you know, I, I don't know the, va- I don't know about value here. And you're like, oh, you got, you got three hedgerow yeah. fingers here. You got a bottom down or creek bottom down here. You got bedding here. You got food source here. You got ducks coming to these two ponds. You have like, how cool is that, man? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's awesome. Like I was texting, uh, my buddy Spencer Newhart, who who works for Meat Eater, and I was I sent him a property because I'm like, I know you want to buy a Kansas property at some point, <laughs> like in Nebraska ground. I'm like, but he's like, man, this has to be just like straight up torture for you every once in a while when you walk onto a piece that's just insane for hunting and you're not going to buy it. I'm like, it is like because I'm such like a diehard hunter. I'm like, I'm looking at this buck sign. I'm looking at this habitat <laughs> right. from the farm. I'm like, man. Exactly. I just want to buy everything. Well, do do you ever get in a position, or I I can't say right now, but do you think you're going to get in a position down the road where maybe you're going to have money in the pocket and be like, "All right, this year, if I find one that I want, I'm I'm going to jump the gun on it." (laughs) Yeah, that is like why I'm doing it. I'm like, I want to be like, I want to have like, I want to have ground. You know, like we have like we have eight. Like my family owns. 80 acres in Northeast Kansas. That's it. I mean, it's been an amazing farm, but I like, I want to be able to pass on hundreds of acres to the kids and like being land agent, like knowing the ins and outs and hopefully making some money. Like that, I mean, that's the end goal. The end goal is buying dirt for sure. Heck yeah, man. So why don't we jump into this? What, what are your overall responsibilities like day to day things that you have to do for Midwest yeah. Line Group? Man, it is like, one of the biggest things is going to be communication. Like every day I'm talking to buyers that I'm working with. I'm talking to sellers whose properties are active or, or who need to, who want to meet up with me to see what their grounds were. Um, just constant, like communication is the number one thing that I, I talk to. Like, and just like connecting with people that even don't like aren't interested in buying or selling. They just like, they're just, lenders or cattle company people like all like all the moving parts just constantly like having your circle be as big as possible um that is really what i'm focusing on big time um just continuing to make those relationships great because man once you get rolling like a lot of it will be word of mouth and like nate like nate really took care of me like selling my property did a great job or nate like really helped me like figure out pricing on how i should how i should buy this property or things like that um, and I want to be an expert at the end of the day. So I spend a lot of time studying like what ground's going for. 
um, what things are listed for, what things you're selling for, like realistically. Um, and I also like to educate people. Like I'm calling landowners every day, um, just educating them on what their properties actually work. So some people hear a rumor from their neighbor that their ground's going for $20,000 an acre, but it's actually going for like 4500 an acre, you know? <laughs> so like I do some of that, like just like, like, hey, if, if somebody like comes up talk to you about your ground, like this is what it's worth, but also like just not being on certain properties, it's hard to, it's hard to price unless you're like actually on it, um, walking around and seeing what it's worth. But yeah, I mean, it's just a major, it's a major communication business. It's a major follow-up business. I mean, it's a major referral business, just can work out, but also just, um, just working with local agents, um, just like any business also. I mean, same with identical draw stuff I've done in the past. Like, don't burn any bridges. Like, I try to make everybody my friend. Like, I mean, being completely blunt, like, there are agents I've called in the state that just, just, cuss, like, cuss me out and just get so, like, intimidated or mad that I'm, like, I'm an agent. Like, there have been people from other brokers in the area that are just like, no, don't, like, you shouldn't work this area or, like, just like won't communicate with me, won't let me see certain properties, even though I have a buyer that wants to buy their property, like they've just like like shut the door. And it's like, man, that's just I, I'm never gonna be that person. Like I'm going to be kind to everybody and like just work with as many folks as I can because that's 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 what the business of real estate is. Um so yeah, I mean that's a lot of my day to day. Uh looking at properties. Um I use Onyx. I don't know if you're an Onyx guy, but I use Onyx a ton. Um, find some landowners finding ground that's like pretty awesome to see if people want to sell. Cause I mean, honestly, right now, what I've been pitching to a lot of landowners is like, hey, if like if you want to hold on to some of your ground, perfect. If you want to sell some of it, perfect. Like right now, you can sell like if you own a thousand acres, you can sell a quarter of that and and make a killing. So like, it's like um if people want to like hold on to some ground i mean i'm like all about it but if they want to also sell like right now but i mean there hasn't really been a better time to uh to sell ground right now so. well what's the uh part what's the hardest part of your job like uh maybe not daily but overall what have you noticed so far that seems to be difficult or at least difficult to deal with if that makes sense yeah i mean you, you get told no at times like that, that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, be, like, before, um, I'm really big at getting hunting permission, and especially in Nebraska, because we don't own any private ground in Nebraska. So, for the last few years, I've sent out, like, hundreds of permission letters trying to get turkey or deer permission. And last year, I sent out 112 letters, and I got six yeses. And, like, I was like, man, that's a tough ratio. <laughs> but, like, I got some yeses. But, like, in the land business, You've got to do like thousands to be able to get one yes, you know. So it's like you're you're hearing no a lot. People that just aren't like aren't interested in selling will never sell. Uh, people are pissed that you're you're communicating with them, telling them what their grounds worth, or like or trying to inform them what their grounds worth, stuff like that. So like there's there's certain days that the communication is tougher than others, but there's also days where like man, I'm talking to awesome folks all the time and just make connections, whether they want to sell the ground or not. I just like meeting people throughout, throughout the state and stuff. So, um, 
yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. I think that is what really holds a lot of agents back, like being able to deal with the adversity. Um, but also just start now, like, man, it's, it's totally like reasonable for agents to go, I mean, months where they're making a lot of money and months where they're not making any. So it's like, you have to be able to ride the train of the real estate market and um, just the buying and selling market for sure. So. That seems like the most difficult part in my eyes seems like the most difficult part is, uh, is that the market can obviously fluctuate and also that you can make $10,000 in a month and then not make any in a month. Like it, it can change so much over time so quickly, uh, that mm-hmm. it could, it could leave you holding the bag, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. I think that is one thing that from my past with being an entrepreneur, I'm like, I don't get stressed at all if I don't make make a single dime in a month. It's just like, I just know it's part of the gig and I know next month, next month I could do way better. So it's just like, that's something that you kind of have to get in um, to the business. And I mean, once you put in that time, I mean, usually it takes, I mean, a couple, I mean, honestly, as many years as you can do it. Like, it's just going to get you more as the business where guys that have been doing it for 10 years aren't working a dime and just referring business out and making a freaking killing, you know? So it's just like, you just got to be able to put in that time, put in that work, not not get discouraged with the nose and just put your, put your head down and freaking move forward. So, Do you notice that you're selling more properties because of the huntability or because of the return on investment, like, like in terms of monetary farm, uh, over, you know, you know what I mean? Like tree crop, whatever. It's a mix. It really depends. Like recreational ground for hunters is always, always going to sell. But in the last, like in the last two years, the investment of land has been absolutely incredible. Like, this last year, like I, I mean, we saw so many more investors get into the land market because, man, the stock market's been all over the place. The land has just been a consistent, I mean, killer. I mean, if you if you bought ground a handful of years ago, you are making an absolute killing. They don't. Uh, they don't make more of it. Nope. And I mean, you could like seriously, there are chunks of ground that you could be possibly doubling your investment within. I mean five years and so it's like stuff like that it's like there's been i think there's been way more eyes on that i was actually just talking to uh a lender today and he was like yeah i've never seen so many investors getting into land than i have like just in this like year of 2023 because they're realizing like sometimes land i mean obviously like land has like usually like a long term like turnover rate for like investment. Yeah. So like in the right. last few years, it's, it's gone very dramatic, but still like if, if you're, if you're looking to, I mean, invest 10, 20, 30, 40 years, or even like set things up for kids, grandkids, I mean, gosh, like for, for the people where like their grandparents and stuff had ground and they've had it since the uh, freaking 1920s, 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking about selling it. I mean, hold on tight. Cause that's going to be a payout. Well, I told before we started the podcast, I was telling you like the area I'm from in in Maryland, they are actually running out of land. And so what has happened here, because I work in the construction industry, I I hear through the grapevine these things. And what has happened is land has bottlenecked to where it's either a state park, a national park, or um, it is protected marshland around the Chesapeake Bay. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. 
they're draining swamps and they're putting up houses. So if you're one of the people whose family has, or it's, if it's like on the Eastern shore, um, that area does hold a lot more hunting value because of sick of deer. But if your family owned a farm around Baltimore and DC, if you, if it's a hundred acre farm, you can make a pretty monthly stipend for the rest of your life. Like it's, it's pretty crazy uh, how much money you can sell a farm for nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I do think like hunting in the Midwest in certain states is really blown up. I mean, Iowa has been kind of, at least in the Midwest, kind of one of those states where ground is getting kind of more sought after and things like that. And it's like, non-resident stuff is harder so like being a, like a landowner um in iowa is advantageous for folks um so like you kind of see that pop up every once in a while and um i mean you probably heard it said before but it's like location 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 i mean that is that is bread and butter for land too so yeah ab- absolutely if i could afford a farm in iowa i wouldn't buy a farm in southern virginia to kill big white tails so right you know what i mean yes yeah, so like yep. But it, it's, it sounds like it's a great thing if investors are turning their attention toward land. It's a great thing for you guys because what better than to have a completely new bulk crowd of people who are sitting around BSing in New York City talking about where are you going to buy land next to invest in, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the things that has really opened my eyes about this industry is like, there are some people with a lot of money that are like looking to put it somewhere. So like, you never know who's going to be, uh, who's going to be the next caller on the phone. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun business. So. Absolutely, man, for sure. Um, is it, is there a huge different? Well, I guess, I guess you, do you, you wouldn't know. I was going to ask you if there was a huge difference between, regular homestead real estate versus what you guys do. And I know you guys do sell some homestead, some, some properties with a home on it. Um, but I mean, do from your knowledge and understanding, is it a, is it a big difference? Like what do you mean? Like as far as what? The, in terms of the process, like if just straight up the process is how different is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely some differences. Um, like, it, it, like as far as like being a, a, an agent, like it's way more cutthroat because there's like hundreds of thousands of more agents for real like real estate residential stuff um, than the land business. Um, it's also just like more competitive from a, a buyer and seller standpoint, and also there are way more like for sale by owners for residential stuff than land and things like that. Um, it's just way more turnover. Like the example I always use is like. You walk into a, a Walmart. At some point, everybody in that Walmart is going to be looking for some sort of residential housing. You think, but like out of that Walmart, like there might be one, maybe two people that like are going to be interested in the land business at some point. So it just makes like the land thing like a little more like you just got to be on your game all the time. Um, can't screw anything up and like every connection you're making is, is, is valuable. So, I mean, there's some of those differences and obviously, I mean, there, there are plenty of uh, million dollar homes throughout the nation, but it's like, usually I feel like a land investment is just like 
it's emotional. Like, I mean, it's been family ground or like there's a lot of history with it. Or, I mean, they're also just like big, big purchases. So like having them get to the table, like you really got to have folks that really like you, trust you. Um, so it's, it's big time on that. Yeah. We had family land out this way that years ago when I was a, a young kid, that was all, it was a, it was a dairy farm a long mm-hmm. time ago and it was all sold and um, about half of it is now homes. And so, gotcha. you know, it, it's hard to see those. I mean, those are the types of areas where like my family killed their first, a lot of people in my family killed their first deer on and stuff. And so it's, it, it's hard to see it all disappear. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, all right. So, we talked a lot about Midwest Land Group, and we're about 30 minutes in. So one thing I want to do is I want to talk about what you do in the outdoors and what are, what's you know the most fun things you, you like to do. And it sounds like it's a lot of deer and turkey hunting. And also, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Identical Draw and yeah. you know your media and tell everybody what you got going on. Yeah. So I, yeah. Bow hunting whitetails in the Midwest is, is about the best thing um, that I do all year. Um, I am also an avid, avid turkey hunter. Like, I was a turkey hunter before a deer hunter. So, like, the next few months are going to be pretty exciting for me. But, like, I I, I mean, I truly am, am a diehard um, hunter, especially for the archery stuff. Um, I, I, I mean, I go hunting, like, as much as I possibly can. And really, with, with the whitetail side of things, I, I love whitetails just because it's, we make it a full year process. I mean, right now, sheds are dropping. Um, throughout throughout the winter, we're also doing a bunch of management stuff, uh, timber work, um, plots in the spring and summer, um, on the time in the fall. So it's just like a three, six, five day process. So like, I'm, I'm always thinking about what I could be doing more there. Um, but also, like, throughout the fall of the business, man, we hunt out west we've done mule deer a ton we've done elk um colorado quite a bit we've done um we do upland obviously pheasants um what else so yeah I mean, we cover a bunch of states we hunt we, this just even just this last fall we hunted south dakota nebraska kansas colorado and all those states like a couple of times um and then we hunted turkeys in iowa wisconsin um, Nebraska, Kansas. So, I mean, we, we really do go all over for it. It's, it's an absolute blast, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's the hunting side of it. I'm also, I fish, fly fish a lot in the summer when I can get out west and, um, do that. We, family usually takes a couple weeks vacation out in Colorado and do a bunch of fly fishing and hiking and stuff like that. So I, uh, dabble in that world as well, which I don't, I don't, I don't like pride myself in being like a fabulous fly fisherman, but I can catch a, catch a nice brown or rainbow or something well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's been, that's been the bread and butter the last few years. Um, also with identical draw, I can get that a little bit. Working with Austin partners, Austin companies, um, we've really become friends with people that we work with in the outdoor industry. And I mean, just being, um, in the industry, getting to know people that are like really in the spotlight. I mean, we're friends with a bunch of the meat eater gang, bunch of, uh, bunch of the Vortex guys, uh, just super quality individuals throughout the industry. And, um, 
it's it's really fun to be in the industry. It's been like obviously it's been a grind, and um, if you're looking to make millions of dollars, I wouldn't say it's a uh, super good <laughs> fit. Um, just because, man, it's kind of been the last year. This it's like there are a lot of people that are willing to do stuff for free. So we have to have a product and content that is worth being paid. And so that's been that's been something that's that's pretty interesting uh, transition, but. We we love making high quality content for these companies that um, that take pride in it and use it on their social pages. I mean, we did uh, this last June we did Seals Father Day ad, Father's Day ad. So it was their email blast. And like seeing company like Steel putting our our uh, video out for for their Father's Day promotion was like pretty awesome. So like working with companies like that is is, is pretty sweet. So um, and also I mean. Now, since we've been in it for this is going to be like the I think the sixth year of a demo draw. Um, now we're actually having a good turnover, making making a living. <laughs> so, um, so I can take a take a deep breath. So now we're not hunting for free. We are making a living when we go and hunt. So I don't need to necessarily uh, make excuses for when I want to go on my next time. Be like, hey, I'm, this is, we're making money. Okay. I'm, don't, don't I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm working. So, uh, I'm working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's been awesome. But I mean, kind of like you mentioned that that property in Kansas. That's where we spent a bunch of time. Um, and we actually, if people want to check out the YouTube, it's identical draw on YouTube, Instagram, all the social media channels. Um, and this, we had a Kansas eighty land series on there, which kind of went into a full 365 um, basically show that we showed everything we're doing on the off season and hunting it. Um, but this last this last fall, my brother Thomas arrowed the biggest buck uh, either of us have ever seen in our lives um, on the 80. Um, he's we had like we haven't gotten officially scored yet, but we kind of put some rough tape to him, and he was like, he's going to be either low 180s or high 170s. Yeah, he was he was obsessed with deer. We had a bunch of history with him, and uh, hadn't actually gotten the trail cam picture of him yet this year. But it was the exact day that he showed up the year before, and uh, November 11th. And uh, we were actually watching some and listening to some deer chase north of us. And Thomas hit the hit the ground too, and uh, we heard him walking behind us. And he was facing the deer to the north, and I was facing south towards the walking. I was like, yeah, something's coming up. And that dude popped out at about 10 yards. And uh, I was like, shooter, shooter, shooter. And he uh, he hard punched him. And uh, so, yeah, people can see all this content, all of our hunts on Identical Draw, YouTube, and stuff like that. And Instagram, we put a bunch of content on there. So it's been super fun um, filming and, and uh, taking all that content. Cause it's also fun to look back on. That's, that's why... I, Thompson and I, my brother, we started identical draws because we loved it so much. We wanted to be able to watch it back, share it with people, friends, family, um, and then we just did it well enough to where some companies started reaching out and wanted to be a part of it and grown into a bigger brand. So super fun. Yeah, absolutely. I I have a friend, Rye, from here, from uh, Carroll County, Maryland, where I'm from, and he actually films for Midwest whitetails now. He okay. filmed here, hunt, filmed himself hunting here, killing some deer, made the transition to Iowa, and now he's out in Iowa. But um, 
that it seems to be a big sticking point for the Midwest states in general is it seems to be a lot of big time, big whitetail hunters, a lot of avid turkey hunters and upland bird hunters and fly fishermen. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. a lot of the people I talk, well, I do know why it's because it's, what, it's what's available, but a lot of people I talk to out there, whereas in contrast here, I spend summer months you know, on a boat in my parents' place on the ocean, on the Atlantic Ocean, and like hunting ducks in the Chesapeake Bay all season and hunting deer that are not nearly as big as they are out in the Midwest. I'm still an avid turkey hunter, but we don't have the the numbers. But um, yeah. it's it's not it's not the same, but it's cool in that manner that like the as you go across the United States, you can be from Colorado and be the world's biggest elk hunter. And then you can be from Iowa and be the world's biggest whitetail hunter, you know, and as it goes across the U S so. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun to kind of dabble in those, those different things, especially having more time to, to really get into it. So it's a ton of fun. Yeah, man. I'm excited to, uh, to check out the YouTube channel. Have you noticed any, um, I don't want to push it too long, but have you noticed any, issues with youtube because you guys are obviously hunting um have you guys noticed any issues with like demonetization and things of, you know, of that nature we uh we haven't been demonetized yet we are not changing our videos at all um like honestly like we we do keep like a clean channel like we aren't into the super gory buddy stuff that we like we, we keep i mean we're showing kill shots we're showing the Mizla, whatever um but like we're not going to post a video of like shooting a, a turkey's head off, um, stuff like that. So, like, we, we also don't, like, try to, like, find the spotlight um, on YouTube, so they target us. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting. We've been flagged a couple times because we've had a couple uh, YouTube shorts go super viral. And so once you go super viral, then everybody's seeing it. And you get freaking people that shouldn't be, that aren't into hunting or don't understand it, just flagging you just because you hunt. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, a little more interesting, but no, YouTube's honestly been it's been okay. It's been okay. It's, um, hard to make a living on YouTube, but um, you got to really, you got to be really into it. You got to have a serious, serious follow following base and, and uh, dedication to it. But I mean, if for anybody that wants like wants to put out content just for the heck of it, I mean, obviously the best platform out there for it. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been I've been yanked on some social media stuff, but not like nothing I ever do on YouTube seems to be an issue. But I've definitely been yanked on plenty of social media stuff. So the TikTok was awful. We we had one TikTok that went super viral. We had a ton of views, a ton of followers, a ton of everything, and then like so many viral videos just get it gets flagged. So that account had been taken down. Just got totally banned. We started up another one almost to the same size, but TikTok is freaking rough on that uh, stuff. You guys are super careful. Um, Instagram has been okay, but yeah, it, it's it's tough. Obviously, the hunting lifestyle and stuff is not understood by the large sector of the uh, nation. So. The weaker, the weaker of the species. Anyway, man, um, tell everybody one last time where they can find you, and then we'll hop off here. Sure. Yeah. So again, my name is Nate Crick. Um, and you can find me, if you go to Midwest Land Group, you can go to Agents, and you'll find me there. Um, yeah. Uh, also, just, I mean, I'm on I'm on Instagram. 
Um, I actually have a Midwest Land Group specific Instagram, um, which is mcrick underscore uh, MLG. So they can people can follow along my my MLG stuff, but also if they want to see that identical draw stuff, it's at identical draw on YouTube, um, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. So yeah, people uh, get a hold of me. I'm I'm an open door. I'll chat to uh, whoever. So. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here today and uh, speaking on Midwest Land Group and also speaking on uh, what you do in your own time. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah, it. Great, great chat. Sure. All right, man. I'll see you.